It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Go Birds Podcast. Three balls, two strikes, the payoff. Swung on, hit in the air, right center field, pretty deep. Going back and looking up is Soto. It's gone. Lead off, home run for Kyle Schwarber. Great start on this Friday night as Schwarber with his second homer of this postseason and of this series. You want to get this crowd into it, do something like that right out of the chute. Wow. Yep, it was a swar bomb to start the game last night, which was just uh, a good way to start. You know, and I thought. Would you say so? Yes. A home run lead up? You think that was the I would good? say, but, but Ranger setting the tone in the first inning, um, you know, I thought was really, really good. You know, he yeah. went out, he, he shut down one, two, three, kind of calmed all the nerves down. Well, especially when it, with his last outing was not good, right? Yes. He came out, looked very nervous. He was having trouble with his location. So the fact that he came out last night, really kind of one of the underrated stories. And I think what's interesting about this team is you look at, like, the memorable moments that have happened, like Marsh's home run. Gene Segura now has a few, but he had that hit against the Cardinals. Uh, just each player, the, the Schwarber, Schwarber's had home runs. Bohm's had big hits. Like, each player's kind of had Bryce their moment. Bryce has been their best player. Yeah, he's been their best player, but he might not have, like, a memorable moment. Castellanos had that catch uh, against Atlanta, right? Like, and that's about it. Yeah, and that, that's about it. But, I guess we'll say the double last night to set up the bomb hit. That was good and came it, out of nowhere. Is Castellanos right now one of, like, the luckiest athletes in Philly when you consider clearly he's not getting any luck at the plate? But when you consider that this team could win the World Series with him being having such a disappointing year and the amount of criticism he would be getting had they not made the playoffs versus, I mean, look, at this point they're already in the NLCS, but his criticism is going to be very shielded, er, er, very like uh, low compared to what it would have been had they not had this postseason run. And he's really the one guy, you know. I mean, like everyone else has kind of stepped up. That, that he, Like Reese, the defense last night was brutal, but like people have given him a pass, I feel like, because of the big home run um, against the Braves. 
Although, I mean, there were some boobers last night for, for, yeah. for Reese. But, but everyone else has kind of stepped up. Shorber's had the big homer last night. Harper's been great. Um, JT's been pretty good. Although it's weird, it hasn't had a great offensive uh, postseason so far. Still waiting for him to kind of break through. Yeah, I mean, Castellanos is getting absolutely nothing, but they're winning, so no one cares. But I think that last night was like Rangers moment. Like yes. you said, that you've been watching the, the 2008 World Series uh, book or what, what's Yearbook. it called? Yearbook. Yearbook, yeah. yeah. Like the Ranger moment will be in there. Like to st- to pitch like that against their ace in that spot, like that's that's role players making big plays, and that's what he did. And that's something where if this does get to a game seven, which at this point would be a disaster, I think. Yeah. Um, I feel pretty good about Ranger going in that game. Well, l- let me ask you this: Has it reached a point with you where everything is just from here on out is like icing on the cake, or if they lose this hmm. series? Now that well, the, what's your reaction if they lose? Now that they're up two one, I would be crushed. Mm-hmm. I would be crushed if they lost this series. Um, you know, especially because they're starting to get those breaks, and I love the way they bounce back after game two, coming out last night and doing that. I would be crushed if they end up not. <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this. <laughs> if making the World Series. Well, so I was thinking about that last night where they were up three to one. Right, the Padres scored to make it three two. Then they go back up four two, but when they were up three one, and it looked like they were going to blow that. Dude, right? it felt dude. I felt, even when they were up 4-2, I was like, I feel like they're losing. Yeah. Like, well, but, so I was thinking, off, you have a 3-1 lead in Game 3. They had a 4 nothing lead in Game 2. And I hate to keep harping on Game 2, but it, it's just such a blown opportunity. Like, they should be up 3-0. When you're up 4 nothing and Nola's on the mound, you should win that game. So, as, as good as they have been and everything, there have been moments where it's like, you know, if you talk about them losing this series, like game two, excuse me, I keep biting my lip and it's the I most know. painful thing in the world. But Figure it out. Yeah, I'm trying. You'd think I'd be able to talk as a, as a radio, <laughs> as a radio but, but losing game two, man, I, you know, I really hope it doesn't come back to bite them. I think winning game three makes up for, for game two because I thought game three was a game they easily could have lost. And but, yeah, I mean, they weren't up 4 nothing. I know. Yeah. But, I'm th- but I, you know, those games are going to happen in baseball. Even if it, if it, See, if but I think that's a soft excuse. Like, so I've been... Hey, that's baseball. I, I, I hate that, though. <laughs> like, you're up 4 nothing. you got to win that game. Like, they should be up 3-0 in this series. They have outplayed the Padres. They like, Point-blank period. So they should be up 3-0. And now you go into a game tonight where, you know, you're basically doing a bullpen game. I know Falter is going to start, but you don't have Wheeler or Nola. Like, this team, although the pitching's been better, you got to win the Wheeler and Nola starts. And to blow that, it just, you know, I hope it doesn't come back to bite them. 215-592-9494. We'll go back to the phones in one second. But, Elliot, i got to get this off my chest. All right, here we go. We're getting ahead ourselves with the Eagles. Like, mm. what we're watching right now is not a dominant football team. <laughs> we're watching a pretty good football team that is more of a byproduct of a bad NFL than them being on some all-time run. Mm. Like, 4 that was a dominant freaking football team. That was a team that was going out and destroying teams. The 17 Eagles, when they got on their run, like they beat the Broncos for the number one defense in football, like 51-20 or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, they beat the Cardinals in a, in a massive way. They beat, like they started to go on runs and just destroy teams. And I hate you just talked about the thing you hate about baseball is like that's baseball. What I hate about football is you are what your record says you are, and that cuts out any kind of analysis with what you're viewing these mm-hmm. teams at. I know they're six and zero. But when the expectation now is the Super Bowl, they're not looking like a dominant football team. And, and the way I'm looking at this team right now, the first couple weeks, and, and I love Jalen, 
the first couple weeks, it was like, oh, my gosh, look at the jump that Jalen's made. He looks insane. He's in the top three of MVP discussion. He's doing all this. But recently, they're starting to look like last year's Eagles with more talent. You know, like, they, Jalen's on pace for, what, 15 passing touchdowns? Yeah, I think, maybe which 15 is, or 16. Which is ridiculous. Well, it's fewer than last year, if I'm not mistaken. What do you have, 17 16, or 16, 16 last 16? year, okay. I believe. Um, but you look at Jalen and – these last couple of weeks, they're not taking shots down the field. Like that, that Washington game, he that the deep ball to Devontae down the sideline. Like, mm-hmm. where, where's that throw been? Yeah, where, the, quest, the quest touchdown against Minnesota. Where have those throws been? It's been a lot of let's get back to running the football. Like when they needed drives the last couple of weeks at the end of games to seal them, it was let's pound them, let's do what we do well, let's run the ball. And I just when we're talking about this, like, they can win the division. Whatever. That's fine. They can win the division. That's great. Although it might be the best division in football. Yeah, yeah. I don't I think it is either. I'm just I'm just saying. That but. just honestly, the, the NFC East being even labeled as the best division in football shows you how bad the product yeah. of the NFL this year is. And and the Eagles are taking advantage of it. They're six and zero. That's great. But when I'm talking about Super Bowl, and, we're, and that's been the talk, that's been the expectation. I don't feel like I'm watching this all-time great team. For the first three weeks, I felt it. I was like, wow, they destroyed the Vikings. They they're, they're, they came back or they, they, they survived the game against the Lions, and they were taking it two teams. But I feel like we're thinking more of the first three weeks than we are the last three weeks when they've kind of just looked okay. Yeah, I, I think there's there's some fair points in there. I do agree that just because you're 6-0 and doesn't mean you're above criticism or you're a perfect team in any way, right? Now, I think right now in the season, what's most important is stacking wins. So mm-hmm. I think clearly when you're 6-0, and like that's you, you couldn't start the season any better. Here's what I would say to some of your concerns. In terms of them being dominant, right, they've been up 14-plus points in every game. Now, you can point to the competition if you want, like whatever you want. They are dominating these games. Like they just flat out are. Now, going to Jalen late versus the running game, I think part of the reason they're going to the running game is because they're trying to kill clock, right? Like when I, I saw a well, stat. not really. I saw though. a stat that in the last three weeks they've averaged almost 10 and a half minutes of possession in the fourth quarter. Like that's the, almost the whole quarter. So but, they're accomplishing their goal on offense, which is to kill clock. Now, I don't think the offense has looked as good the last few weeks, right? I don't think Jalen has looked as good passing the ball. I still think he's doing a very good job taking care of the ball. He is, yep. he's, he's not making losing plays. I don't think that should be overlooked just because he's not throwing touchdowns. But, yeah, I mean, when you look at this team and you go, okay, Jalen's an MVP candidate. A.J. Brown's one of the best receivers in the league. Devontae, also arguably one of the best receivers in the league. Goddard, offensive line, Sirianni coach of the year. Why are they not scoring more points? I think that's, that's a, a key question with this team. But in terms of what you want to see from dominating – the 2017 team did not do it until later in the year. So I think that these games against Pittsburgh, Houston that are coming up, Washington without Carson, like, yeah, you want to see them really, you know. You got to win, win those, you win those games by together. double yeah. digits. Yeah, but, 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 but I do think their formula to win is really good. Like, they're averaging 21 points in the first quarter. That's almost a touchdown more than any other team. If you can get leads, which is what the 2017 team did, and you can kill the clock late, like, that's a really, really – tough formula to beat for opposing teams so you're right they haven't scored 50 points yet you're right Jalen's not on pace I mean you look at you know he's in the MVP discussion with Josh Allen with Patrick Mahomes those guys have almost 20 touchdowns already like Jalen might not get 20 passing touchdowns the whole year so yeah I think there's there's some concerns but ultimately they didn't they were two and five at this point last year last year showed it's not about how you look now it's about how you look at the end 
and stacking wins can't be un, uh, you know undersold. But the expectations are different than last year's team. But, but they can win the Super Bowl playing like this, is what I'm saying. If they play like this the whole year, they can win the Super Bowl. I, st- I need to see more through the air. Like, I again, what sunk them in that playoff game, like, they couldn't do anything through the air. As soon as the Bucks shut down them running the ball, they couldn't do anything through the air. Now, Jalen looks better throwing. I, I think that. But is he at the level of difference-making throws in big key moments? So, I still feel like I'm watching a really good regular season team. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're Super Bowl good, but they might be Super Bowl good because I think the rest of the NFL stinks. Like, I think the NFL is atrocious right now. I know we do this whole, the first month of the season is basically preseason. It's, it's the middle of October. It's the end of October. There's, like, there's no good teams in the NFC. Like, there's no good teams. In the, the Eagles are the best team in the NFC, but not because there's other good juggernauts. The Packers look terrible. The Bucks look terrible. The Giants aren't good. The Cowboys stink. Like, there aren't these good teams. The Rams look terrible. The Niners just traded for, for Christian McCaffrey. We'll see. The quality of play is just so low. Right, but, but I think you're underselling what this team is. Like, they have an offensive line that could stack up any year, right? Like, but the any offensive line year. hasn't hold played hold well hold this hold year. Hold well, I, I disagree with that, number one. What, what make, I mean, why don't you think they've played well this year? Because I don't think J- Jalen, Jalen does not look as protected as he did I last year. I think Jalen year. has had good time in the pocket. Mm. I mean, they, the they Cardinals, shot, the they Cardinals sh- got to him all game long. They made Micah Parsons, and I know part of that was scheme, but they made Micah Parsons irrelevant in that game until Lane Johnson went down. But so the offensive line, I think any year is a good offensive line. The secondary, any year is a good secondary. The receivers, any year, good set of receivers. Like, I agree with you that the talent in the NFL right now is not good overall, right? Like, so there's two ways to look at this. A, can they win the Super Bowl this year? Yes, they can. Yes. B, if they were playing in the year the 2017 Eagles were, or like a really strong year in the NFL, are they 6-0? and No, probably not. But I do think they have the talent and the winning formula where they would be a contender almost any year. I feel like I'm watching a 4-2 and team, not a 6-0 and team. Well, but so, first of all, they are 6-0. and I know but, they're 6-0. and but, but two, even if they're 4-2, and like, that's still a good outcome in six games. You're, you're right that they're not winning all these games by 21 points, but you just don't see that any year in the NFL. Again, the, 20, the 2004 Eagles were up. They won their first seven games. They won six of them by 14-plus points. That's, that's, this year's been better, right? So I know we think of the 2004 team, and they were. They were probably the most dominant team I can remember in my Philly sports lifetime. In terms of every week, I knew they were going to win, and they were going to win by a lot. This team's winning by more this team is getting up more in games so it is it is a dominating performance maybe it's just because they're not passing it you don't feel that way but on defense they're dominating they're killing the clock when they have to they're getting up big like they're they're winning the way you win football games i i just feel like they are more of a product of a bad nfl than they are a really dominant football team like i think they, they're, they're up big in games, and I get in. Being up 14 points is great. But there's also been times in the last couple of games where it's like, if this game is two minutes longer, do they win? You I know? think the Lions one is the only one you would say that, though. Oh, Cowboys was 2017 in the, yeah, in the fourth but, quarter. So they dominated. The, ja- the Jags right. had a chance to come back late in the game, and then Lawrence right, fumbled, but, but, which is right, great. But they made, well, Lawrence didn't fumble. Hassan Reddick went and stripped the ball. Okay, like, well, no, he no, still no, but, fumbled. But the, no, but the point I'm making is it's not like he just got the ball and, and you know, like, threw it up in the air. Like, the Eagles are making plays to win games late. So if you want to say, like, is this a team that is dominant or, or can win any year or anything like that, like, they're showing you that they're, they're formula and they're making plays when it counts. So the Cowboys game, yeah, they were up 20 nothing. Clearly you don't want to see that become a 20-17 to game. 
But once it did, they dominated. They went down, they scored a touchdown. They forced an interception. They forced the, uh, you know, uh, the Cowboys to punt the ball. Like, once that game become close, became close, they tightened it up. Now, how can they continue to dominate in second halves like they are in first halves? Unfortunately, I think it might take a loss. Like, I think what's happening with this team is they're getting up so big, and they have veterans on the team like Kelsey, Graham, Cox, those guys. But at key spots, they are relatively young. Quarterback, head coach, the receivers are not, you know, super old. I think that they get up big, and I can see it watching them in the field in the stadium is, all right, this game's over, and then boom, they let the team back in. So I think, unfortunately, a loss might be what makes them fix that that problem. The issue is they're going to be better than almost every team they play the, race, the rest of the year, so there might not be, you know, more than two losses left for them. We'll go back to the phones in one second. Last thing on this, and I just want to get your opinion on it. How much do you – do you buy any notion that they don't want to show a lot of stuff on tape? No. And that do you believe they could flip the switch and start scoring in the second half, or is it a legitimate concern for you? So I don't think it's about not showing things on tape. I I truly believe the reason they're not scoring the second half is because of the time of possession. I mean, if you look at the Cowboys games and the Cardinals game, I think in the Cowboys and the Cardinals game, the Eagles had the ball for eight or nine minutes, if not ten minutes, in those quarters. And the opposing teams also went on long drives. So when you're in a game where the Eagles go on a seven-minute drive and the Cardinals go on a seven-minute drive, that's 14 minutes out of the whole quarter. So I think that that is part of it. Now, before we get back to the Phillies, if you told me a month from now we're sitting in Parks Casino and the Eagles have regressed, I do think the most legitimate concern that you brought up is, like, Jalen only having a few passing touchdowns is not ideal. I get the rushing touchdowns count, and he is an MVP candidate, and he has improved. But the, the way this team will fall apart is if Jalen continues to, to regress. And th that's it. I mean, because the defense is good enough. The, everything else is there. I do want to see more from the passing game. If you ask me right now, do I believe the Eagles' arrow is trending up or trending down, I would say I think the Eagles' arrow is trending down. And that's surprising for a six and zero team. I don't think they play that. I know, but it's so tough. I know they, I mean, they're I, up twenty to nothing I against understand. the Cowboys. Like they have, they have, they've closed out three straight games. But the last three games, the Jags game got close late, and I know they made a play at the end, and that's great. Yeah. But who knows how that game turns out? You have the Cardinals game where if they know how to manage a freaking clock and a kicker can make a forty-three yard field goal, that game's going to overtime. And you have the Cowboys game; they're up twenty to nothing, and it got to twenty seventeen in the fourth quarter. That can't happen. See, so I would agree if I had to pick up or down, I would probably pick down. I think it's a really interesting question. But I also think you're romanticizing a little bit the first three weeks. Like, no one felt good about the team coming off of that Lions win, right? I mean, other than Jalen, like, people were frustrated with the play calling. People were frustrated with the defense. The Vikings game, they didn't score, if I'm not mistaken, a single second half point. Or maybe they got three, but they certainly didn't get a touchdown. And the Washington game w was dominant yeah, for sure. Even but, though that was one quarter. But, but they've kind of won all these games the same way. To, you know, to what you're saying, up or down, you would probably go down. But ultimately, they, they're kind of playing the same game they were the first three weeks. All right, let's go back to the phones. Black Gritty in Glassboro. What's happening, BG? No low flip-flops. Uh, two up? things. One, the, just because the NFC is trash, I don't care. You play who you play. If the whole league is trash and we get these Drew's W's, Guess what? They'll figure it out along the way. 
He'll get some more passing touchdowns. I'm not super worried about it. See, Philadelphia, that Philadelphia is gone right now. I'm chillaxing. We done got the playoffs. The Phil's out here doing what they do. The Sixers still look like trash. My fly's out here doing one. Ain't nothing bringing me down. You'll be here grumping for 22 minutes on the 6 and 0 Eagles and telling me they can't do what they're going to do. They're going to get it done. Don't worry about it. I believe you know why. Because the NFC is trash. You talk about the whole NFL. I ain't even worried about NFL. Let me, let me get through the NFC. Let me be the first seed, have these two home games, and then get us to a Super Bowl. I ain't worried about Super Bowl yet. I'm just talking about being the number one seed overall. Have everybody had to come to the don't worry about it is what I'm saying, Nolo. Okay. I mean, the next, uh, if you look at it, the next, like, box they have to check off in terms of can they do it is win a playoff game. Like, they've beaten the Cowboys. They've won in prime time. They've won with offense. They've won with defense. Like, they've won all kinds of ways. So, yes, it's a long way till the playoffs, clearly. A lot of bad things could happen until then. But in terms of prove-it games, like, it's really just the playoffs at this point. Yeah, but beating Rodgers yeah. would be a nice stepping stone. I think so, too. But, but the, the Packers, the, I think, stink. The, the Packers, yeah, the Packers are not good this year. They're not good. And, and um, uh, um, flip-flops, who yes. taught you how to hashtag, bro? You got to stop with these trash hashtags, man. I mean, you don't just, hashtag just let me do the ball me. You know, let and do better. Do I'm, I'm not letting you do that. I know you're how hashtags grown. work. Trust me. Man, you, I know you, how. You, you might know how they work. You don't know how king. to do it. You're uh, trust me, I know how hashtag. to hashtag. Yeah. You don't know Ike, how to hashtag. Ike is the hashtag king. People You're love the hashtag emojis, the hashtag. man. They love nobody them. Likes, nobody likes it. They, they all love them. Yeah. You got a hate account. It's just a hashtag. I see it. <laughs> anyway, those are going to get... Uh, Jack, I told you don't worry. Uh, last night when we talked for a second, uh, I had to start taking my blood pressure medicine before these games <laughs> The up and down throughout the game. Well, yeah. when I say don't worry, I'm like, oh shoot, wait, I'm worrying. Oh wait, we let, good. Let me, let I'm me worrying. Ask you guys oh a wait, question. we good. Real quick, because I want to get you you on this. Who do you have more confidence in when the game feels close? The Eagles or the Phillies? Um, I think the Eagles have closed out these last couple games in an impressive yeah. fashion, so I'd probably say the Eagles. The, the, the Eagles are the reason I'm feeling that way. Again, we're playing with house money. Nobody expected us to be 6-0. Nobody yeah. expected us to be an NFL. Everything is Gucci, my dude, so we just <laughs> got to go out here, ride the wave to this crowd. Man, those mistakes, if we would have been in a, a cross country or anywhere else, that would have killed us. But all, I love this crowd so much because they'll boo you for 32 seconds and then ride back on the horse to carry the chair you need to do. Like, I know you messed up, but fix it and we'll love you. I love you guys. Great <laughs> show. Uh, stop with them hashtags, you punk Scooby. Never. I don't like it. <laughs> Later. All right. That. All right, baby. Hashtag Black Ritty. Big night tonight. Big yes. night tonight. 215-592-9494. If you want to get on the fills, head down to the game. We're there last night. We'd love to hear from you. On the other side, the thing that I love the most Heading into game four tonight. What is it? I'll tell you that on the other side. It's Jack. It's Elliot live from Bet Parks Casino Sportsbook on 94 WIP. Game four is tonight, and the baseball playoffs are here. The Bet Parks Sportsbook and Casino app has you covered for baseball postseason. Bet Parks is everything you want in a digital casino and sportsbook. Join Bet Parks with me now. It's the only casino and sportsbook app. I recommend to any friends or family because you can bet college football, bet pro football. You can bet the birds every week. You can bet Penn State, all your favorite college teams. You can go and bet them all on the app. Live in-game betting. You can bet on the action as it happens. So download the Bet Parks app right now. New users get up to $750 in sportsbook bonus back if your first bet is not a winner. BetParks.com has all the details. Sportsbook and casino all in one amazing app. Bet on more than just the score. You can bet on player performances, like who scores touchdowns, who will hit a home run uh, tonight. Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app where odds, slots, bets, and games all come together right in your pocket. Join me with the Bet Parks app right now. The stretch. The 3-1 to Kim. 
Swing and a ground ball, right side. Segura dives, gloves it, hops up, throws to first. He got him again! What a play! Gene Segura diving in the hole! And he gets Hassan Kim for the final out here in the seventh. And man, is he fired up! He sure is, and he should be. What a play. What a yeah. night. Gene Segura, uh, I mean, talk about a roller coaster evening for him. Mm-hmm. You know, brutal play early. Could have sunk him. Could have sunk the team. Could have had the mojo down. Could have the vibes down. Um, has the big hit. Two unbelievable defensive plays. He had one earlier, and then almost a carbon copy um, with that play. And his emotion has just been really fun to watch throughout this whole run. You know, you know, the longest tenured player in baseball without making the postseason. And now, like, two wins away from the World Series. Yeah. I mean, he's kind of everything that this team is, right? Like, long postseason drought. Defensively, the Phillies have improved throughout the year, but obviously, clearly, they still make defensive errors. Oh, yeah. He's come up big with big hits. And I think the personality, too. You know, when we talk about the players on the team that people feel feel connected to, I think uh, Reese is often mentioned a lot because he's been here through the whole rebuild. Nola is there, too. Segura is one of those as well. I mean, just his personality, he's been here not as long as Reese, right? But certainly, he didn't just get here long this year. Enough, yeah. yeah, so I think he's seen the downs of this Phillies team. Yeah, I mean, look, this is what happens when you have championship runs, right? Look at 2017. Nelson Aguilar, someone everyone was not a fan of going into that season, had a big year, had big postseason moments. Chris Long, LeGarrette Blunt, like, it takes role players making big plays and stepping up in the postseason. Segura is more than a role player, but he is not Bryce. He is not, uh, you know, JT. He's not Wheeler. Like, he, he, is, he is further down on that list, but he's come up really big with big plays in the postseason. And you mentioned it earlier, and I thought it was fascinating. We might look back on the pro-far check swing. Now, I think he went. I, 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 I think it was the correct call. I think he went, but it's still a coin flip. That might be the ball off Keanu Neal's knee. Yeah, the you know, Julio play. The Julio play. Now where it's further on. But. Yeah, but it's like you get a break. Yeah. And and they, they might have got it. Because if, if that goes first and second, no outs, you're already having Robertson warm up, which I don't feel great about. Um, it completely changes the, the direction of that game. They very easily could have lost it. I 100% agree. I think if you would have taken Sir Anthony out of that game, you're probably losing that game. Probably. but Or at least or at least they're taking the lead. Now, that's the other thing, too. As I'm watching it, I'm saying, this is not trending well. Again, I thought it was the correct call on the check swing. But even if they give the lead up, like, they still have an at-bat. And with this team, when you compare them to the Eagles, I don't know if I have that confidence where even in these games, Eagles haven't played great. Like, Arizona, Dallas, I never really thought they were going to lose. Yep. But the Phillies have also earned somewhat benefit of the doubt where let's say they do fall behind, uh, I guess it would have been five to four, right? Going into the bottom of the ninth, they, they, they could win that game. Like they have had big clutch hits, but, but I agree. I thought the check swing was, was a huge moment. 215-592-9494. will go back to the phones in a second. But the thing that I love the most about tonight and the reason, so full disclosure, I thought they'd win yesterday. I thought they'd lose tonight and I thought they'd win tomorrow. And then you go back to San Diego for a game six, and they close it out there. But I'm starting to, to change my tune on that for one reason, and that is the crowd versus Mike Clevenger. It's gonna okay. be a, it's gonna be another night game. It's gonna be another uh, you know sold out crowd. It's gonna be a little chilly. We'll have a little a little chill in the air, but it's also it's a beautiful ba- day. Baseball weather. But I just that guy is a, he's an emotional pitcher. He's a guy that is it, it feels like he moves a lot on the mound. Doesn't feel like he hasn't. First off, he hasn't pitched well in a couple of years. He's coming mm-hmm. off of Tommy John, hasn't been the same pitcher. 
I don't see him handling that crowd very well. Like Musgrove, I think Musgrove got lucky last night. Like the 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 Harper double play really let him off the hook. Yeah, I mean like, he was shaky early. They had a chance to, to to really break that game open, and and he got let off the hook, and then he got into a nice little rhythm and was fine. I don't think Clevenger has the ability to bounce back. We don't. No, we don't work here. Yeah, <laughs> people are very. Sorry. Yeah, I love coming I up to us. There's been a lot of <laughs> questions. Well, I think it's because they see you clearly know gambling. Well, yeah, they look at me and they're saying the he looks like he works here. But um, Clevenger against the, against the crowd, I think, is the biggest advantage the Phillies have tonight. I know people are worried about Falter, and I get it. But I think if they go if they go Falter Cindergard to get them through six and they have a lead, Rob Thompson's going to go for the kill tonight. Mm-hmm. He has he has Zach Wheeler on the mound tomorrow at home. You know, you could. He said Alvarado is going to be good to go tonight. I would think that Sir Anthony probably isn't. Um, if you need him be for good. an out, maybe yeah, an out or two, yeah, yeah. Like, it, it, let's say they're up five three in the ninth or whatever. I would think that Sir Anthony would be like, give me the ball. Yeah, you know. Now, do you? So, do you think the Phillies have the pitching advantage tonight? Because my concern coming back to Philly was when they lost that game to us. All right, you don't have it in Game Three. They obviously ended up winning it, and Ranger pitched great. But I definitely didn't think they would have it in the bullpen game, or at least the the, the falter game. You feel better about their pitching than you do the Padres pitching tonight. I think I think Clevenger's more talented, but I think in this situation the Phillies have the advantage. Mm-hmm. Like I just I don't see him handling this crowd tonight well, and and it, it's clearly been a factor. I mean they're undefeated at home so far this postseason. Yeah. They've gotten to, to to opposing teams. It's been an electric atmosphere, and I'm excited to see what happens tonight. It's going to be great. Let's go to Ryan in South Philly. What's happening, Ryan? Hey, how's it going? All right, you got a high hopes listener. You got a Go Birds auto downloader. I'm encouraging everybody else to do the same. Love it. But I got a question for you guys. I'm surprised that we are, you know, an hour and a half into the show and we've yet to talk about the greatest Eagles Phillies crossover in recent memory. (laughs) Is it this show today? Is it this show today, Ryan, or is there something else? Ah, well, all right. I might have to give that number two (laughs) because it was definitely, definitely Jason Kelsey at the Phillies game last night. Unbelievable! It was hilarious. Yeah. And you know, to 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 the point you're making, Ryan, the crowd was kind of uneasy at that point. He comes out, chugs a beer, and it's a, it's party time the, back at Citizens Bank the, Park. The beer chug. So, uh, full disclosure, I am the worst beer chugger on the face of the planet. I'm not a chugger. I would guess it takes me on average a half hour to drink almost any <laughs> beer I have. Like I I drink slow. I cannot chug. He the way he chugged that beer it was like. It was like he was pouring it into a glass. Like it yeah. was, it was a, it was a clutch performance by him in that spot. So I got, I got really two questions. One that I just thought of because of what you said there, Elliot, which mm-hmm. is, do you think that James Seltzer could beat Jason Kelsey in a beer chugging combat? So, I've heard that from from third parties that James is unbelievable at chugging beer. Yeah. Now, after seeing Kelsey last night, I don't think it's humanly possible to drink the beer quicker than he did. Like it literally was just poured. So. I would guess the best James could do is, is tie Jason Kelsey, but it is something we need to make happen. I love it. Kelsey's like a jet engine the way he just – it was it was gone. Okay, yeah. but last question and then I'm, I'm out of here. But do you think, especially after last night and the role that he played in the Phillies win, has Kelsey officially surpassed Dawkins on the all-time mm. greatest Philly athlete? Wow, that's a big, big Man, question. Hour and a half in, yeah. Uh, so I tweeted this. I think Kelsey – has to be on the Philly sports Mount Rushmore. Like, all sports. I mean, Dawkins is clearly in that discussion. You know, Iverson, Dr. J, whatever way you want to go. Like, But I don't get how Kel- yeah, yeah, I don't get how Kelsey doesn't belong on there. Well, he's- Super Bowl winner, all the personality in the world. 
plays like a blue collar position, been here his whole career. He's an ex he's a you know borderline Hall of Fame player. I don't see four players that get in ahead of him. He if we're going off just like faces of Philly sports, right? Like if we're going off like all of it, not just talent. All, I know everything combined. Like but he's not he's not the level of Dawkins, Dr. J, AI, Schmitter, like Utley, ha like he's not like he's very I don't know, good. Man. I mean, he's won a championship. I know, right? Like he has the moments. Like he his parade speech, obviously yeah. all time Philly sports moment. You know, Daw Dawkins clearly great player, but has Kelsey had a better career in some ways? Like I don't know. He has won a Super Bowl. Like that has to matter when you're talking about all time player. I think he's an all time Philly guy, right? I don't know if he's an all time like best athlete to play here. No, but I'm saying encapsulate everything. And he has the talent to be in that discussion. But when you encapsulate off the field, too, I mean, can you think of another memorable moment from a other Philly sport, sports athlete at another game? Like, so, you know, Iverson wore the Eagles jersey to game one of the finals. That was awesome. Yeah, even though he, you know, he also would wear Celtic stuff. Whatever. I'm just saying, like, can you think of other moments like that? Like that Kelsey moment? I don't remember other... other. Yeah, well, it's great. I mean, uh, it Seeing the, the crossovers of the sports has, yeah. has been phenomenal. And that's why, I like, the Sixers having Michael Rubin ring the bell on opening night. It was with, a weak with, ring, too. With everything that's going on in the city right now, it's like, come on, we could do better than that. I, I know that right now I'm spoiled when it comes to crowds because Eagles fans travel, like, play playoff uh, Phillies crowds. The Sixers crowd was, was not great. Like, a no. lot of empty seats. Again, well, it was just like a disinterested atmosphere. The problem with the Sixers now is that – it's just wake me up when you get yeah, out of the second round. Exactly. And that's that's why this Phillies run just feels special because it came out of nowhere. We talked about runs that come out of nowhere just always connect more. Mm -hmm. Like the Eagles in 04, it's like, yeah, they're dominating, but like get to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Like there's or like the 03 Eagles or the 02 Eagles. Like it really did not matter until they got to the conference championship game. And that's what it is with the Sixers. And that's what it will be next year with the Phillies. Like at this point, this is the bar. So if they don't win this round or they don't win the World Series, next year will be about advancing further than, than you were the previous year. And that's what it will be for the Eagles next year too. Like for the Eagles this year, it's win a playoff game because you didn't win one last year. Clearly being 6-0, and the expectations have changed a little bit. But going into next year, like 2023, yeah, it will be about winning the Super Bowl. And that's why you got to take advantage of the moment now when those expectations aren't, aren't weighing you down. Mark in South Philly, you're on WIP. What's happening, Marky? Hi, how are you? Doing up, great. Man? What do you got for us? It, you ever notice that you, you remember uh, bad times better than the good times? Always. Well, I, this Philly I go back to the 62, 63, 64 Phillies. Mm. Okay? So the, the 64 collapse. Yep. It's a shame James isn't here to remember this. I got all the players' names if you want them. Uh, I mean, any, any old-timer would be interested in yeah, I don't. What do you What do you want to say about this team right now? Well, the difference in, in, in then and now, for me, I fell asleep in the sixth inning last night. <laughs> I'm 70 years old. I I just can't make it anymore. Yeah, Come on, Marky. Have some games. coffee, buddy. You got to stay awake. We're missing something special here, pal. No endurance. No endurance. <laughs> Come, on. Come on. What about the Eagles? You staying up for Eagles games? I do stay up. Well, they, if, if you think about it, most of them are one o'clock or four o'clock in Seems the good afternoon. Good for those, yeah. Good for those. Yeah, guys. I don't know, Mark. Seems like excuse making. Angelo is, that, is that, Angelo's seventy years old. He's, he's he's still kicking. He's still watching these games. That'll be Jack in seventy years calling back in, being like, "I remember Mickey Moniak and Nick Pavetta." Yeah. Well, honestly, um, 
So there is still a, a Negadelphia mind for me. Like, I still have Negadelphia. And every little thing that has gone wrong this postseason, I am, like, already preparing the speech to my grandkids about, yes. about you know, the Gene Segura botched double play last night. I'm like, there it is. There it There's is. my 1964 moment. So we watched game two together with, with, with James. And, and some and say that's yes. the downfall of the Phils. Some, some say that, yes. Watching a Phillies game with you is certainly an experience in terms of emotional roller coasters. You're standing up. You're sitting down. You're completely disengaged and look upset. You look like they're ready to win it all. So I can only imagine the stories you will uh, have to tell your uh, kids in 60 years. Yeah, it's been uh, – the games are intense. They are. They are yeah. intense. 215-592-9494 rolling along here on Go Birds Radio Live from the Parks Casino and Sportsbook. And a reminder, coming up at 3 o'clock, Robbie E. takes over live from the ballpark with just a monster show. Unbelievable. Yeah, big game Rob Ellis, as some are calling him here at WIP. He's got Charlie Manuel, Larry Boa, Larry Anderson, Sarge Matthews, all throughout the day taking you up to game four down at Citizens Bank Park. Look forward to that. But on the other side, there was a big trade in the NFL this week, Elliot. Would you have done it if you were the Eagles? And does this put that team ahead of where this Eagles team is at. It's Jack, it's Elliot, it's Go Birds Radio here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. There it is. Hopefully uh, after the game tonight again, this song will be blaring all throughout Citizens Bank Park, and we'll be celebrating the Phillies going up 3-1 in the National League Championship Series with one win to go before the World Series. They got, if they win tonight, and this is a very basic statement, but, man, they got to close it out at home. Tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. would be very unfortunate to have to go all the way back to San Diego. I'm just saying, of course, I, I said this last segment, I do still have the negadelphine in my brain. It would There would be nothing more Phillies than winning today and losing tomorrow. Yeah. You win the bullpen start with, with Falter on the mound and Syndergaard after him or whatever they plan to do, and then Zach Wheeler loses the game tomorrow night, or it's a close game, whatever, and they lose it late. Like, losing the Wheeler start after you go up 3-1 it would be very on brand for this But team. those – these are not the old Phillies. I know. I, I know. know. I'm trying to Look, deal su- with that. You've suffered a lot. So I know. I, I, I cannot blame you. But in my mind, if they win tonight, they'll definitely win tomorrow. I'm trying. Knock on wood and everything. It's but. very tough. It's very tough. It's great. I'm very happy. Appreciate that. There is a little bit of – there's still part of me that's like, oh, my gosh. It's too good to be true. Yeah. That's how I feel, too good to be true. Well, it, do- it doesn't feel like there are only two wins from the World Series. Because it came out of nowhere so you know so quickly. Obviously, they, they are. But it doesn't – feel like they could be playing the World Series game next Friday. It's so hard to comprehend. It's yeah. so hard to wrap my head but, around. But at the same time, this is a team that was built to do this. Yes. Like, coming into the year, again, they were not viewed as, like, they were going to be you know, fifth in. Like, they were, they, were, they were supposed to be a winning team. So they have the lineup to win. They have the, the starters to win. They have the bullpen has, has turned into it. So it's not like a money ball feel good story. They have the talent, but you're right. It it absolutely came out of nowhere. Came out of nowhere, and they reached their it's so, they reached their potential in the playoffs. It's yeah. very rare that you see a team reach the potential that you had preseason at the biggest time of the yeah, season. Yeah, hundred percent. It's been it's been insane. Speaking of dancing on my own, I heard it uh, in Wawa this morning. So that's wow. when that's when you know the song is heating up. I, I think the song by itself is not actually a great song. Like, if you just download it, you know, or just listen to it. But in the moment and what it's become, I mean, it's a great sing-along It's a great song. sing-along It's song. a great sing-along song. Yeah, you know, you're all dancing around, yeah. just yelling dancing it. Dancing on your own. It's a party. 40,000 other people. Yeah, you 45,000 of your closest friends. It's also friends. funny, the lyrics itself, like, you know, the Dreams and Nightmare lyrics are, like, about, you know, accomplishing something, right? Yeah. Like, Dancing on My Own is about watching 
your girl dance with somebody else, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. So not like the most uplifting song to no. sing to, to celebrate, but, but, it's really but it works. Yeah, it's the it's dancing on my own part and the uh, being able to sing along to it. So, Elliot, uh, big trade in the NFL this week. We'll get back yeah. to the phones before closing this out. Christian McCaffrey uh, going to the, to the Niners. They're clearly going all in. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, you know, people talk about they have no draft picks or whatever, and they're kind of taking the Rams model of, uh, you know, F them picks, like, yeah. <laughs> like they said last year. I wonder if this leads to an eventual trade of Trey Lance and just commit to Jimmy G. It could. Get, get yeah. some of the draft picks back, whatever, because it, like, it just, just, Jimmy G's won them a lot of games. Will he win you a Super Bowl? I don't know, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to get you the closest you can be. Well, to tra- winning a Super Bowl. And Trey Lance's value is never going to go, never going to uh, it's not going to go up in my opinion. At this point you have to hope a team believes in you, but from an Eagles perspective, is it a trade they should have made? Like would you have traded a second, a third, a fourth and I think a fifth as well in 2024? I think McCaffrey would be awesome on this team. They have the offensive line for it. I think Sirianni could be creative with him. I think they need a pass catching back. Miles doesn't get a lot of chances but also has not been great at it since his rookie year. Kenny Gainwell they seem to have some concern about him because he's, he's not as involved as everyone thought. So I think McCaffrey would have helped them, especially in, in blitz pickups. He's a very good pass blocker. Yeah, that's back. why I get Christian McCaffrey, so that he can well, no, pick no, up blitzes. What, no, no, what I mean is when they bring those big blitzes, there's a big difference between dumping it off to McCaffrey yeah. than, than there is other running backs. Yep, so, I got, I got but that, all that being said, I don't think I would have given up a no. two, a three, a four, and a five. No. If it was just a conditional two, you maybe could have convinced me. I probably would have done a three. But also, we, we, we spent the last two hours talking about how the vibes with the Phillies are so good. I do wonder how a McCaffrey trade impacts the Eagles locker room. Because yeah. what it does to Miles. Yeah, exactly. The, the, Miles has had his best season as an Eagle. Like, he is having a... a, a um, it's a good one. I mean, he was pretty good as a rookie. He was, but it was, but it was second half of the year. He yeah, started heating up. He looks better running the ball now than he did as a rookie. Well, he was just better pass catching back then. He was. more chances. He's running way harder now. Yeah. And he, he's clearly motivated. He, I don't – If I would bring in someone to enhance the Boston Scott role. You know, mm-hmm. like, Boston's fine. But well, again, it's like it's trading for, like, a Brandon Marsh. It's trading for a Sosa. Like, it's going out and getting complimentary pieces. I mean, the best thing they could probably do, if we're being honest, is trade for, like – three special teams guys that we've never heard of but are just awesome special teams players because that's the area of the team right now where they probably need the most help. Now, the trade deadline is the Tuesday after the Steelers game, so that's yes. coming up kind of soon. Brian Burns is the name that's out there as, as, as a player they can go after. They lost Derek Barnett. Obviously, there is a need there. Getting pass rushers is never a bad idea. The only thing that is, that is interesting here, would you trade one of those extra first-round picks that you have to go get him, or would you keep it and try to package that to go up and get Will Anderson? The because uh, because the right. Saints. I mean, by the way, how, one of Howie's best trades yeah. is is reading the Saints market well and seeing that they, they could have a top ten pick here. Will Anderson, if you if you can use that second first round pick and the top ten pick, hopefully from the Saints, and go get him, like that's that's setting a, a foundation here for a while. So there there are not a lot of players I would trade that Saints pick for. I'm not saying trade but, the Saints pick. I'm no, saying no. trade the well, Eagles. Yes, I would definitely first. trade the Eagles pick for sure. I would trade the Saints pick for Brian Burns. And my, my wow. logic would be this. He's a 24-year-old pass rusher that I think has like you know 29 sacks in 40 games or something like that. He's a proven playmaker, and I think it checks off two big boxes. A, with, with, the, with that first-round pick next year, they want to get a foundational piece that they can build around for years to come. Brian Burns is that pass rusher, 24. right? 24. So, so you have him for another six years of, of his prime. 
but also it helps you this year. Like, the Eagles need to be investing in this year. If you add Brian Burns to this defense, add him opposite Hassan Reddick, you know, <clears throat> Brandon Graham, Josh Sweat, the interior linemen have been playing well. You could have the best defensive line in football. They already might have the most talented defense in football. You add Brian Burns, I don't even know if it's a question anymore. So I think it helps you win this year, especially if their game plan is going to be get up big. You really need pass rushers there. So I would trade the Saints pick, recognizing it's probably a bit of an overpay, but I think it checks the two boxes you want, which is it helps you now and it helps you in the future. If you have Reddick and Burns coming on the outside late in games. You're the Panthers. That, yeah, you are the Panthers. Except with way better players. Not thinking yeah. of Zash. Let's get back to the phones. Tom's in Downingtown. What's happening, Tom? Hey, guys. Hey, Jack. Hey, what, ESP. What up, What's Tom? up, brother? Uh, ESP, do you know you're, you're sitting next to a superstar? Oh, I know it. I know it. Trust me. Well, I'm also a, sitting next to a superstar. Yeah, it's a good week to be Jack Fritz. I've said it many times, but I'm happy the uh, whole city is seeing uh, how talented Jack is. Yeah, Jack, I, I heard I heard after this World Series win, you're going to have uh, Go Fight and Phil's radio on Sunday <laughs> through, like, March of next year. Um, That'd be amazing. Well, Jack already works Monday through Saturday, so I think we should add Sunday to yeah, his Yeah, for sure. Well. Give me seven yeah. days a week. Let's yeah. do it. I remember you when, Jack, and we'll leave it at that. Oh, stop. I'm not going anywhere. Well, I'm calling you a superstar now, and before yeah. Howard got talent. involved, I had other terms for you. <laughs> anyway, I know, I know. You, you're, you're the famous that, drop on the drop board of Jack Fritz is an idiot. I got you. You, put, <laughs> you hit that button so many. Anyway, um, in July, saw our fighting fills up in Toronto for a Tuesday and a Wednesday game. And after they lost both of them, I didn't think they were making the playoffs, let alone doing what they're doing. So yeah. uh, you got to give it to them. Jack, I like your enthusiasm. You know, the fact that you're a tried and true uh, baseball guy. Back in 2008, uh, we went out to Chicago and Milwaukee uh, for the Phillies. Mm-hmm. And right around then... You know they were they were on the bubble. Whether uh, whether they were going to go, they got hot August September. They won like twenty some games in September, and yep. history uh, says the says the rest. Uh, Elliot, yes. Elliot, the uh, nineteen eighty is was the best. Phillies. Every team went to the championship. Three out of four lost. The Phillies won. <laughs> Yep. Eagles lost well, to the look, Raiders. We, we could see it again. Appreciate the right? call, Tom. Yeah, we could see it again. Might be on our way. Yeah. What, a, what a fun it's time! Only been to, twenty-eight years. Yeah, what a it's fun! Not, wow, it's been a long 24, time. Twenty-four. Yeah. Wait, since no, no, thirty. Thirty. Yeah, thirty-four right, years. Good 30. math by us. At the yeah, end. we're not math guys. No. Anyway, uh, that's gonna do it for us, Elliot. Uh, a quick two hours here. Good a lot times. of fun live from the Park Casino. By the way, I guess everyone's watching a Philly fighter in the UFC. That's why you keep hearing cheers. Philly winning background. everywhere. Although yeah. I think this guy lost. I think he's getting smoked. But Well, that's the Philly loss for today. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll take it. Everything else is going great. Hope everyone has a, a great rest of the Saturday. Enjoy game four tonight. Make Mike Clevenger uncomfortable. And let's head in tomorrow up 3-1 with wheels on the mound and end this thing tomorrow. Step on a throat. Let's celebrate in South Philly. Coming up next. Robbie E., a massive baseball show, getting you set it, set for Game 4. Charlie Manuel is joining him. Larry Bow is joining him. 
L.A. Larry Anderson is joining him. Sarge Matthews all throughout the show. Don't miss that. He's coming up next here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Game four is tonight, and the baseball playoffs are here. The Bet Parks Sportsbook and Casino app has you covered for the entire baseball postseason. Bet Parks is everything you want in a digital casino and sportsbook. Join Bet Parks with me now. It's the only casino and sportsbook I recommend. You can bet college football, pro football. You can bet the birds every week. Bet Penn State. Bet all your favorite college teams. Live in-game betting. You can bet on the action as it happens. Download the Bet Parks app right now. New users get up to $750 in sportsbook bonus back if your first bet is not a winner. BetParks.com has all the details. Sportsbook and Casino, all in one amazing app. Bet on more than the score. Bet on player performances. Who scores a touchdown? Who hits a home run? Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app, where odds, slots, bets, games all come together right in your pocket. Join me with the Bet Parks app right now. 